You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked on Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football league. Subscribe to Locked on Fantasy Football show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Today on the show, we are going to talk about the Packers' place in the NFC North after some some discussion, shall we say. And uh, I, I want to expand it beyond that to the NFC as a whole a little bit later in the show. But let's start with the NFC North because Will Brinson who is a CBS Sports writer, podcaster, um, and and all-around good guy. I happen to know Will a little bit. And he, I, I think, knows the game really well. But he wrote a thing. Hmm. Dangerous. You write a thing, and then people see what you write. And he said that the Vikings are the best team in the North regardless of what Aaron Rodgers decides. That's, I mean, just not true. It's just not true. And we know it's not true because we we saw that. <laughs> we saw it last year. One team went 13-3 and three and went to the NFC Championship game. The other team, um, I don't know if you guys know this, um, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. And they didn't even come close. And yeah, Minnesota made some some changes. They made some upgrades, I guess. But they didn't fundamentally change the problems. So let's start with the NFC North. And I wrote, and we talked about last week, the premium positions, right? So let's start with that. So let's, uh, oh, the Aaron Rodgers piece, I, I sort of want to set aside. So let's do that for the moment. The funny thing about that, though, is if we just set that aside, we're taking the most important position on the field and just being like, yeah, but who cares? You know, it's like, okay. Um, But Aaron Rodgers is so much better than Jared Goff and so much better than Andy Dalton and so much better than Kirk Cousins. That whatever other roster advantages you might think other teams have, and we're going to get to that part of it, I, I, I don't know how you can conclude that those other teams are better. A couple of years ago, like heading into the 2019 season, I think it was reasonable to say the Minnesota Vikings roster top to bottom was better than Green Bay's because Green Bay is coming off 6-9-1. and one. They fire their coach. The talent on that roster does not seem like it's very good. And you're, you're just like, eh, 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 it's not a very good team. It's just not a very good team. 
in Minnesota. They've got all this defensive talent and Kirk Cousins is playing well enough and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and Dalvin Cook and Harrison Smith and Xavier Rhodes and all of this, this, you know, Mike Zimmer coalesced scheme. Yeah, the Vikings top to bottom are better. And then in, in 2019, we sort of saw that play out, except that, uh, you know, they were about about the same, except when they played each other. And then Green Bay won. They were better. Let's just like, like not even worry about that part of it. Let's get back to uh, the, the roster part of it. Premium positions. Offensive line. Green Bay... They're not just better than Minnesota. They're not just better than Chicago. They're not just better than Detroit. They're way better than those teams. Offensive line is a crucial building block of your team. And Green Bay is so much better there than any other team in the division. Okay, flip it. Edge rush, pass rush. Green Bay, let's just start on the edge. Clearly better than Detroit. And I think clearly better than Minnesota. Daniel Hunter is a very good player. The rest of their edge, oof. Oof, duh. It's not very good. And the interior guys that they they spent all that money on, Pierce and Tomlinson, they're not impact pass rushers. So... The Packers may not have the best edge player in the NFC North. Let's just say they have the third best edge rusher in the NFC North. And is it Darius Smith? And I don't believe that, by the way. But let's just say. And even if that's true, the gap between Khalil Mack and Daniil Hunter and Zedaria Smith, fractional. I mean fractional. Okay. Secondary edge. The Vikings have no one. The Lions don't have a primary edge rusher, so we'll at least throw them out. And the Bears overpaid for Robert Quinn. He was not the guy that, that we had seen previously. And in some ways he was because he was the guy that we saw earlier in his career. The, the stuff that we saw in Dallas, unsustainable. Just unsustainable. And that played itself up. So let's just say that's Preston Smith. Who's edge three? Because Rashawn Gary is probably edge two on this team. And these other teams don't have a second guy as good as I think Rashawn Gary is going to be this year. And they have Preston Smith, who just two years ago was a double-digit sack guy. On the perimeter, they have the advantage. And then shoot it inside. Giggity. Kenny Clark is the best interior player in the division. He's the best interior defender in the division. Akeem Hicks, very good player. Dalvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce, very good players. Kenny Clark is better at his peak than those guys. He was certainly better than all of them by a mile in 2019. And I think he's going to be better than them in 2021. He was very good at times when he was healthy, like the NFC Championship game in 2020. Okay. Let's stay on the defensive side. Secondary. Again, throw Detroit out. What does Chicago have? So they have Jalen Johnson. Good for them. Eddie Jackson. 
who has not been nearly the same player since Vic Fangio left Chicago. Not nearly the player. I mean, not even close to the same player. Their secondary, it's just not as good as Green Bay's. Jair Alexander is the best cornerback in the North. And I don't even know that we need to spend much time on it. He's just that much better than everyone else. At safety, and I understand the depth at corner is a thing, but at safety, the duo of Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos is clearly better than what the Bears have. And I, it, to me, clearly better than what Minnesota has. Harrison Smith is a, a player who still gets a lot of name recognition, but has been on the decline the last, I would say, year and a half, two years. He's not the same guy that he was, although he's still a very good player. I don't want to downplay Harrison Smith. He's, he's one of the best safeties of his generation. But he's just he doesn't impact games, play to play, game to game the same way that he used to. And so it's not just fait accompli that whatever team he plays on is going to have the best safeties. Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos are the best safety duo, certainly in the division, for my money in the NFC, and, and you can certainly make the case in the league. So, okay, Jair Alexander, best cornerback in the division, uh, arguably the best cornerback in football, the best safety duo in football. I understand there are questions after that. Kevin King, Shannon Sullivan, Eric Stokes, Josh Jackson, who's going to be playing? I don't know. But where are the other complete secondaries out there in the NFC North? It's Cam Dantzler, who was, you know, not very good for the first half of the season and then and then ended up being much better in the second half. Uh, Patrick Peterson, who looked washed last year, maybe a, a, a change of scenery and a reinvigoration of scheme and, and defensive focus of head coach is going to change all that. I'm not convinced of it, but let's keep it open. He, he's an all-time great player, and so we have to give him the benefit of the doubt, I think, in some of these cases. But none of those guys. I mean, none of those guys. Mackenzie Alexander is back. None of those guys are as good as Jair. None of them. Not even close. Now, we know defense is a weak link proposition. And so is that group better as a whole than, you know, Kevin King, Chad Sullivan, and Jair Alexander? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I really don't. Now, you know, by DVOA, the pass defense, I, you, you certainly can look at that. Um, but some of it is like, okay, Mike Patton's not going to be there either. So how much do we have to weigh that part of it? And then at the receiver position, Devontae Adams is clearly the best receiver in the division, the best receiver in the NFL last year. Presumably the best receiver heading into this season. Now, the Vikings have a deeper group with Thielen and Jefferson, but the Bears don't. They just don't. And the Lions, I mean, why, what are we even talking about? Let's not even worry about it. So, okay, the Vikings might hold that edge, but Devontae Adams is the best player. After that, we're talking about non-premium positions. 
And in, in a lot of ways, like who cares? I think the Packers have the best running back room in the division. Vikings fans are going to get mad about that. Dalvin Cook and, you know, Alexander Madison. Like, yeah, those guys are, are Dalvin Cook is, is really, really good. But A.J. Dillon and, and the little that we saw of him because of COVID and rookie-itis and all that stuff, the little that we saw of him, he's better than Madison. And the gap between Cook and Jones is is nil. And it's definitely a better group than, than anything the Lions or the Bears have. So, okay, that's the advantage. And then at, at tight end, the, the Packers, this is kind of wild. The Packers have the best tight end group in the North. They They do. Because you know we can talk about the the draft pedigree of someone like T.J. Hawkinson and and say oh well he projects this way but but he played with Matthew Stafford and he didn't do that much and beyond that Darren Fells are we excited about that Alize Mack are we excited about that and not really the Packers have Big Bob Tunyon who was the most efficient and productive tight end in the league last year. Uh, is he as good as Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? No. Is he as good as Darren Waller? No. But was he awesome last year? Yeah, he was. He was the best tight end in the division, regardless of like TJ Hawkinson getting pro ball love or whatever. And then after that, Mercedes Lewis is the best tight end too, maybe in the league. And then you add in Josiah DeGuara, Jay Sternberger, Dominique Daphne. They've got an extremely deep group there. You know, obviously Philly, if, if Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard would actually play together, you know, you'd, you'd have that, that, that tight end two situation. But look, this Packers roster is really good. And the idea that like, oh, this other team, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Who cares? The players in the play speaks for themselves, and this this team is the favorite, irrespective of of Aaron Rodgers. And then you add in Rodgers, it's it's not even a question. It's it's really just not even a question. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball, we had the the home run derby last night. A, a little bit of a disappointing performance by Shohei Otani, but. Still a blast. Pete Alonzo put on an absolute show. You could have bet on it. Why didn't you bet on it if you didn't? Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great opportunities, signing bonuses, and contest information at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams like the Brewers. Prep for playoff runs. The Bucks are in the finals. Of course, you can bet on all of that. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, in all of the conversations about top tens and ESPN and player surveys and all that stuff. I think that is an appropriate time to say, okay, where does this team stack up? And, you know, I I wrote for, for Packer Report last week about the the priority positions, the premium positions, and, and which teams with better Super Bowl odds had better players at those positions, at least the top of those positions, than Green Bay. And my conclusion was, the answer is... Really, none of them. 
And there's not even really a compelling case for any of them because Aaron Rodgers is arguably the best quarterback in the league. Jair Alexander is arguably the best cornerback in the league. Devontae Adams is arguably the best receiver in the league. David Bakhtiari is arguably the best offensive tackle in the league. And Zadarius Smith, genuinely, especially like let go back to last year, he was arguably the best pass rusher in football last year. Last year, 2019, not 2020, 2019, we're, we're almost into 2021, but uh, the, the 2019 season led the league in pressure, pressure rate, all that stuff. So those are the premium positions. I mean, that's, that's all of them. And, and the Packers have a blue chip elite player at those spots. When that happens, that's when you don't have to worry as much about, oh, where are they on the linebacker thing? Like, It's not that big a deal. And it's another reason why, you know, we've talked about this before. Uh, do you need to pay a running back? Do you need to pay a running back? I don't know. But they did. And Aaron Jones is really good. I mean, there's no question about it. Aaron Jones is, is really good. But Aaron Rodgers... The other Aaron, he is the trump card for Green Bay. Because, okay, Matthew Stafford makes the Rams better, but but how much better? And that was a discussion yesterday on Packers Twitter, on, on NFL Twitter. Oh, you know, Matthew Stafford is this underrated player, even though we've seen him play for, you know, over a decade. Like, really, we know what he is at this point. Unless he's going to become the outlier, he's going to become the Rich Gannon. He's going to have some sort of like late career research. And he might like, you know, Rich Gannon did. Kurt Warner to a degree did. It's not like this would be totally unprecedented in the NFL. But we know what Matthew Stafford is. We know who that guy is. Look at the Seahawks roster. They won the West. Are they better than Green Bay top to bottom? No. No. And, and the 49ers, same thing. They, they have a really good roster. They really do. But questions at corner. What is the health of Nick Bosa? What is the rest of that pass rush going to do without DeForest Buckner? Can Javon Kinlaw take that leap? Uh, is Debo Samuel going to stay healthy? Is George Kittle going to stay healthy? Is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going to stay healthy? And if he doesn't, can Trey Lance perform well enough to keep them in the mix? That's a lot of ifs. I mean, that's a lot of ifs. Not just based on like, let's just have fun and speculate about stuff. But that's a lot of ifs based on what we saw last year. Because we didn't see those guys do the things that I just asked the questions about. So how can you have faith that the 49ers are going to be better than Green Bay other than you just have ultimate belief in Kyle Shanahan? And and by the way, I do. But I don't see how this team is going to be light years ahead of the team that we saw last year. No one in the East is very good. Cowboys defense is terrible. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith that the Washington offense is going to be good enough to actually be a real threat. Uh, in the South, it's the Buccaneers and everyone else to me. And and the Buccaneers are really good. I mean, uh, there's no doubt about it. They're really, really good. But we just went through all the teams. I mean, Arizona, they're, they're not good enough. The offensive line is a mess. The pass rush is not good enough. 
The secondary is not good enough. And I still don't think the receivers are good enough. And the coach isn't good enough. He's just not. I'm sorry. And, and I'm sorry I'm not sorry. What have we seen to this point that suggests to anyone that Cliff Kingsbury is an NFL caliber coach in terms of being an above average guy? He might be NFL caliber in terms of like, yes, he's theoretically good enough to to coach an NFL team. But is he good enough to be good? I mean, I, I think that's really the question. When we talk about NFL caliber, I think that's really the question that we're asking. Can they be a good NFL caliber? Because, you know, college basketball player. Let's just take that as an example. There are a lot of people who play college basketball. Sit on the end of the bench, wave the towel, give good reps in practice. They're college basketball players. They are good enough to be college basketball players. Cliffs Kingsbury, good enough to be an NFL coach because he's got a good enough proximity to Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, and he's good enough looking that you can sell him to a fan base. But is he a good enough coach? Are we sure about that? I'm not. We just went over the North. And if the East is trash, it leaves Tampa Bay. And guess what? Vegas agrees. When you go back to the pre-Rogers drama futures, it was Kansas City, it was Tampa Bay, and it was Green Bay. And they were the teams at the top. The Rams were in the mix after they traded for Stafford, but... Look, uh, I've seen Stafford play. The Packers have seen Stafford play. And I know Sean McVay is coaching him, but uh, I don't really care. I think you are who you are to a certain degree after this much time. And for for uh, all the hype this team is getting, I have to be honest, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't see it. And uh, I think that tells you really like, Aaron Rodgers comes back and, and this team is it's it's the Bucks and the Packers and everyone else is vying to be right there on the Rams. They were trying to get in the mix with Stafford trade and the 49ers are trying to get in the mix with the Trey Lance trade and the Cowboys are desperately hoping that their defense doesn't fully collapse. And the Saints are desperately hoping that Jameis Winston isn't much of a downgrade from Drew Brees. That's a lot of desperation. Meanwhile, the two best teams from the NFC last year brought everyone back. And it's hard to imagine anyone else making enough of a leap to offset that. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Right now, for a limited time, get their Built Grasshopper Cookie Bar. This bar is unbelievable. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar, and yet... This thing tastes like grasshopper fudge pie or a grasshopper cocktail. If you are from the Midwest, you know what's up. It is unbelievably delicious. It's my favorite built bar to date. And that is a high bar, no pun intended, because I have really, really liked some of these because they consistently one up themselves going, all right, this was good. This is going to be better. Go check it out. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or whatever else you like. They've got nine base flavors. And then, of course, these limited time flavors. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go check it 
out, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. And we have a very, very, very special guest coming up on Thursday, our last show of the week. Don't want to miss it. I'm not even going to spoil it, but let's keep it under wraps. Huge, 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 potentially the biggest guest in Locked on Packers history coming on the show later in the week. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find at Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. 